On the cover, a large poster is pasted on a brick wall. On it, Anthem poses in a rhinestoned one-piece, a microphone held to her lips as she sings with a smile. Behind her, a sparkling love heart made of lights frames the words, Anthem's Valentine's Encore, one show only. On the street below the poster, a trail of purple wolfsbane sprouts from the footpath in the shape of footsteps. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents Dead Over Heels, a Valentine's Day special. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. We are going to open our comic, our Valentine's Day special comic, in, I think, Lincoln Park is a park. Is that right? That's a it park. Is. In it is. Yeah. yeah. So we're in Lincoln Park, uh, and it's like been set up for this anthem uh concert which is like a special like valentine's day encore um of her like i guess tour that she's been doing uh it's sort of like popped up really quickly they've put up like a a a giant stage there's loads of like um people uh like you know going in showing their tickets there's a lot of security around to make sure that nobody who's uh hasn't got a ticket can get in uh it's it's just huge and there's like loads of decorations around there's lots of people dressed up um there is like yeah love hearts and people dressed in their favorite anthem costumes and there's all sorts of cool stuff happening um so each of you have uh gotten your own like ticket to this separately. So uh Katie uh by happenstance um won a radio competition. There was a a particularly bougie radio host who was doing like a, a trivia competition to get a ticket to see Anthem and they just happened to ask um a question about black holes which Katie knew uh knows knows intimately. Um so that's how they ended up with their ticket. Um, KT, do you want to add anything about that? No, that that sounds great. I uh, I personally would have uh, gone with, "Hey, this ticket is for a Katie." <laughs> that's that's how uh, that's how you received it, like in the mail. Um, it was addressed to like Katie because the radio host just could not figure out that you were just like, "No, no, no, KT." <clears throat> Um, it's actually Katie with two A's is how they interpreted that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were formerly a barista. Yeah. <laughs> um, possibly currently a barista. That's their second job. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. So that's how Katie uh, received a, a ticket to this prestigious event. Um, the other Midnighter in this crew today, um, good old Moonflower, received a frustratingly anonymous, uh, like, envelope with a ticket in it and a little, like, Dark Fox business card. Um, Moonflower, your ticket is also, like, under your your non-hero name. Like, it's, it's an Eden Holloway ticket. 
um, there was no like note. You just got this envelope with this ticket and the dark fox little card in it. It's very intriguing behavior. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Concerned, but also I think she feels like she's got to go because why wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and she's not going to turn down that ticket. And if it's a trap, she should definitely go and make sure. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be thorough, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it seemed like the only way to figure out what Dog Fox was up to, really, is to go to this concert that she very much wants to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's for you, not for him. Yeah. <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, so my next kind of question, I guess, is for Michael slash Drew. Uh, do you think that Anthem would give the young Vindicators, like, a set of tickets to this show? Because I was kind of thinking that maybe that was something that she would do, but obviously. Yeah, no, that sounds like a, a reasonable assumption. Yeah, so maybe um, – I'm not sure exactly what the relationship between Anthem and the like young Vindicators is. Um, but I feel like she is kind of, you know, a, a sort of a more well-known hero in this kind of part of the world. And she sees this team of, you know, young up and comers. Uh, maybe she's seen them around or maybe she's friends with some of their mentors. And she thinks that's probably a nice thing to do. And also, it never hurts to have more heroes around. I'm sure um, most of the team was thrilled. Uh, <laughs> How about Drew? <laughs> Drew's, I guess, I don't know. He's, uh, he doesn't listen to much music, but um, I mean, he's excited that other people are excited, and it's just going to be nice to get away from the whole just a far thing, and everything's just been a lot of pressure and a lot of new policies and uh, a lot of long hours. And it's just going to be nice to relax for a bit. Awesome. Yeah. So your ticket also is like under your, cause I'm guessing that because the young vindicators work for Farsec, they would have their like civilian names. Oh yeah. They're registered heroes. Ticket is also under your like civilian name. Uh, it's important. Sorry, need <laughs> to make sure that make sure that this was from the outset, so that you aren't later like, no, no, but my hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, alrighty. So, um, how's everyone arriving to this? Is anyone arriving together? Have you been in contact about how you're all going to the same event? Are you getting there early? Are you are you getting there late? KT, are you being held up by security because you tried to fly straight in? I think maybe Eden did know that KT won this uh, ticket <laughs> and is going to introduce them to concert culture. I think that'd be a phenomenal Ooh. idea. Yes. So starting with that we don't fly straight into the venue. <laughs> Good start. the first thing she told them. 
wise words. So you have lined up with the massive adoring fans that have queued up here. What about you, Drew? Are you going in with with your team? Are you trying not to be associated with your team? Um, yeah, no, I'm going with the in with the team, at least at first. Um I think, you know, Swift and Akina uh and Cassie probably like beeline for the front. Um but yeah, Drew's probably just kinda hanging out, looking around, taking everything in. Uh so it's been a little while since we've seen the young vindicators. So do you want to give us a description of what uh all of these people look like? Ooh. Um yeah. So uh Akina is uh seventeen, uh Greek, uh tan skin, uh long black curly hair. And uh she is hanging out with Swift, who uh why don't you describe Swift, Kyra? What your character after all? That's a oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, Swift is, I think, kind of lean and muscular and has, like, blonde hair. I don't remember what I made her look like, I'm going to be totally honest. I think she has blonde hair that's kind of, like, shoulder length, and I think she probably is wearing her, uh, her anthem costume that she wore in the Halloween episode. Obviously. To this concert. Yeah. That just makes the most sense. Um, and then Cassie is um, taller. She like it just her or is like yeah about to turn eighteen and is like aiming to join the Vindicators as a full fledged member someday soon. Um, she's yeah she's got um, shorter, really curly, dark hair, uh, dark skin, uh, warm dark eyes. And, uh, yeah, is just positively glowing with excitement. Yeah, awesome. And Cassie is, her super superhero name is Miss Justice as well, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, sweet. Um, awesome. What's everybody else wearing? Drew, what are you wearing? Drew is wearing just casual civvies, um, kind of uh, like uh, like a black collared shirt. And like so, yeah, like dark jeans. Um, yeah, very, very conspicuous in this crowd, might I add. Yeah. Um, what about Eden? What are you wearing? Eden is not going to be conspicuous in this crowd. Um, so, in a departure from her normal, very like muted, sneak into the shadows type looks. I think she is wearing um, an outfit inspired by uh, Anthem's Sweetheart music video that's like just this like pink, very very pink uh, like taffeta gown with like a big puffy skirt and like glitter. I really wanted to put her in something pink for Valentine's Day so. Yes. Let's go. Uh, and Katie, she, she what do you looks wear? very like. This is not what she normally looks like. 
And KT, what are you up? Where are you wearing today? KT is wearing a neck to toe tip, uh, black and silver bodysuit. The same as they wear every day, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so as Aiden and Katie are like entering, they've had their, their tickets scanned, they're coming in. Um, I think that it is quite obvious that Drew is Drew. He kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in this crowd. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of bright colors. There's a lot of excitement. And then there's just kind of like Drew, who's just kind of like standing very still and looking around like he's (laughs) surveying the area in like all black, basically. Um, So... (laughs) It's, Do a, that it's a very dark blue. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's not edgy. He's classy. Mm, okay. Okay. Still out of place, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I had no idea what he was getting into, clearly. But. Mm-hmm. I think Eden maybe sees him first and then just kind of stops and watches him because she's not sure why he's here. <laughs> Trust me. Like not sure why he's here either. <laughs> Does KT know Drew out of trike costume? I don't believe so. Probably not, unless yeah, unless KT's hung out with the young vindicators. No. Cool. So as um Eden kind of stops, uh she sort of is like staring at Drew a little bit and then probably like Behind him can see the familiar figures of the other young vindicators, which she may or may not have feelings about. Yeah, I think she's just gonna, for various reasons, stare longer than she intends to. I, I'm not sure she would approach him if the other young vindicators were around. That's very fair. Um, what sort of uh, uh, concert going? lesson are you up to teaching kt now (laughs) (laughs) is kt doing something that makes me think that they need a lesson (laughs) is kt never not doing something (laughs) uh what is kt doing (laughs) i would think like are we uh are we on the way to the uh to the concert now like are we in uh you're like in it, so you're in you're in doors. like yeah, yeah oh. you're in the it's like an open air kind of like um what's the word for it like it's in the park, so they've sort of just yeah, like constructed a temporary kind of like yeah amphitheater um I don't think there's any seats, it's all like standing room, it's kind of like a music festival vibe, oh gotcha, so I guess k t is going to uh attempt to blend in because uh they're kind of supposed to be a little less conspicuous. So, uh, KT shall, um, flagellate their legs as though they're trying to walk while floating about an inch above the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Is that convincing? Oh, oh. KT can't figure out themselves. what you would need to roll to find out if it's convincing. <laughs> Probably mundane. 
Yeah, that seems like a mundane roll. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah, roll plus mundane. Let's see. Let's see how convincing you are at quote unquote walking. Oh. Okay. I have a two to mundane. Whoa. Holy shnikes, that is a six plus a five plus a two. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you look like you are walking. Katie uh, looks like they actually invented walking. Like <laughs> they're I'm, walking better than Aiden right now. I'm so glad that we used that 13 on this roll. <laughs> yeah, it's a really important Definitely one. Definitely what it was needed most for. Awesome. Yeah, so I maybe, guess like maybe KT needs to be teaching Eden how to walk. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess KT doesn't need any freaking, like, lessons, but um, potentially, like, Aiden, where would you normally, like, want to maybe go and stand in this, uh, like, this kind of, like, music festival kind of seating where there's no seating, it's all standing. Like, are you going to try to push up to the front? Are you going to hang at the back? Are you going to be in the middle? Aiden's pretty short, um, as we know. (laughs) Yeah. So I think she... I mean, if she wanted to get to the front, she certainly could. I think she actually is going to try and find a place to stand that isn't, like, super right up to the front, but close to, like, an aisle or something, because it's usually a little easier to see from there. Mm-hmm. I think also she would be, like, wanting to be somewhere that she had a pretty good view of the venue, because she is here under some suspicious circumstances. She hasn't totally forgotten that. Yeah. She's wearing a pretty dress, but she's still on the lookout. She, Um, with additional information, might be standing somewhere she can people watch Drew. Who can say? (laughs) Yeah, so I think uh, uh, because it's sort of just like a really big, like, crowd of people, there's like a, um, I guess, a catwalk up of the, like, the stage kind of comes in a catwalk into the center. So there's sort of like a a horseshoe of people, I suppose. but I think, yeah, if Eden kind of like directs KT towards like the side, there's like some security guards and things, but it's a little bit clearer, uh, easy to see sort of everyone kind of from your vantage point. Um, you can see all of the people who are still coming into the like venue and you can sort of see uh, behind the sort of like makeshift walls. Um, you know, the trees are all rustling. It's in the daytime as well. So it's all, it's quite beautiful. Ooh afternoon um and you can definitely see drew because he 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 doesn't look like anyone else here you know and people are sort of um i guess trying not to like jostle you drew because they feel like there's like a an air of um officialness about the way that you're standing so (laughs) even though you're in your civilian clothes people are like oh maybe this is someone important so there's like a little bit of space around you Drew is just standing super awkwardly with his arms folded, um, trying to stay out of the way somewhere. Probably also where he could observe and people watch. Would you say you are assessing the situation? I might be, you know. <laughs> Let's roll some dice tonight. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, Drew. All right, let's go. My superior is plus one right now, and I am not guilty, so. 
Boom. Woo. That's right. We are rolling great tonight. No XP for Drew tonight. Uh, it's a what, 6 what plus you... a 4 plus a 1, so an 11. Wow, okay. Uh, uh, the, the ask your questions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Choose, uh, choose two. Um, and because you got an 11, I'll say you also notice Eden. Excellent. What here can I use to blend in a little bit better? You got to get walking right. lessons from KT. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Help you. Um, I think that as you're sort of looking around and you're noticing that everyone's sort of like dressed up in a theme, except for this one, this one person, Graviton, who is is walking perfectly, but still looks like a superhero rather than. I guess Anthem is a superhero, but they, you know they don't seem to be dressed up like Anthem at all, or in anything Valentine's Day themed. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you're looking around, you sort of feel a little bit out of place, um, but you see like your team are all kind of like like a couple of steps away from you. They're all like chatting amongst themselves. Um, I assume, being, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was assuming they would like head up to the front, and Drew is just going to kind of like hang back somewhere. But oh, okay. Well, as they're sort of like like leaving you um and uh they're they're heading up the front and swift is kind of like do you want to like you know come with us or and uh, if you're like if you, oh sorry <laughs> i'll just hang out here probably i'm not okay cool 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 um and uh she like shrugs off her anthem jacket um that she was wearing and she's like it's like a lot hotter than i thought it would be can i like uh be annoying and ask you to hold that for me uh drew will definitely put it on right away yes like, um yeah i mean how's it look um yeah like if you had boobs i'd yeah nice nice i mean sorry i don't quite fill it out as well but uh you know, That's cool. I see my hands this. free. I just see my hands free. And then she um like turns around and like grabs Akina in like and like starts like just like holds her hips, I guess, as they kind of like walk forward. And they're like, see you later. And Drew just kind of mutters to himself. Uh, yeah, and that's why I don't need to go hang out up front. I think um, um, Akina shoots you a bit of a like, uh, a more like I guess serious look of a of a like, are you okay? Kind of a look as she's sort of shepherded forward by Swift. And a drill smile and you know, wave and try to look like he's having fun. Um, <laughs> who here is the most vulnerable to? Oh. Interesting. You want to take advantage of some people today, do you? Well, I'm just like wondering what's going on. <laughs> um, what sort of vulnerability are you looking for? Emotionally, physically. <laughs> <laughs> Who is um, the most financially of uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess 
more what I was getting at is what here's the biggest threat. I guess with, yeah, with like enemies that are vulnerable to me. But okay, so you want to know what is dangerous? Yeah, and is what okay? Because I was going to be like, I mean, there's like a a group of people huddled around the girl who's crying right now. That's pretty vulnerable. But I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think that that was what you were going for. No, um, no, no. Yeah. So you want to know what the biggest threat is? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay closer hmm. interesting i think as you're kind of like surveying this space there there isn't anything particularly like um threatening yet there's just a lot of excited fans um potentially eden has the uh, ability to be a big threat to you but <laughs> um i think also Physically, financially. In every way, yeah. Financially. I think uh, there are some, like, quote-unquote threatening-looking people in, like, the security guards. And they're the way that they're looking threatening is really just they're standing pretty similar to how Drew was. Like, they're just kind of standing very still in amongst all of this excitement movement. And actually kind of wearing about the same outfit, I think. Yeah, <laughs> until until he put on Swift's anthem jacket. Yeah, um, bedazzled jacket. Yeah, now he's got a little shiny bedazzled jacket on. Um, so I think, yeah, I think there isn't really anything that looks threatening. There are definitely some things that look out of place, or some some people who could become threatening, I suppose. But I think what I'll do is I'll. I'll leave you feeling like there isn't actually a big threat. And then once there is one, you can be the first to notice it. That makes sense. How does that, does that work yeah. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, we're going to move like a couple of feet away where Eden <laughs> and Katie are standing. Um, what are you two doing? Eden, you've just seen, um, Drew put on Swift's, bedazzled anthem jacket um well i think eden has been in the middle of giving kt a perhaps unwanted lecture on anthem's discography kind of just trails off mid-sentence as she sees him putting on this jacket (laughs) max do you want to finish that sentence How do you feel about that, Max? He's very upset. He wants to go to the Anthem concert. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, Katie, how do you feel about this this discography lecture? Are you interested? I was lost upon the mention of a reissue. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. As well as... <laughs> yeah, Eden turned into a cat. What? That's the biggest threat. Um, sweet. Well, if nobody else wants to do anything before the concert starts, I think maybe now that the young vindicators are gone, Eden is trying to decide if if her vantage point that she's selected is sufficiently better enough than Drew's to. <laughs> To uh, not leave it, or if she should go say something, say hi to him. <laughs> well, he did roll. Yet. 
You did roll an 11 on assess the situation from his uh, his position. So if you want to roll and assess the situation, and if you get a higher than him, his is better. <laughs> sure. Not that it's a competition. or that anyone's Not that it's a competition, I but I don't know. just in case. I don't know that she's uh, <laughs> going to go hi, say hi to him yet anyway, but... um. Okay. That's all right. You can be debating when the concert starts if you want, and then it's like, ah. I just, well, I just want to roll to see. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a seven. Mm. Yeah, his spot is better. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. So, yeah, you, you've got like the height advantage, but uh, there's like a section of the audience that's like blocked off by a pillar. I do enjoy you saying that Eden has the height advantage. So as you're looking on enviously at Drew, who got the better vantage spot, um, and also a little bit like, oh, maybe I should say hello. Um, the sort of crowd starts to like scream. Uh, and you realize it's because Anthem has walked onto the stage. Um, and is, uh, yeah, she's going to, sh- she's going to start her, her show and she's going to be like talking to the crowd and stuff. How it's, so Eden's a fan is, is Eden able to like control herself or is she also like screaming and getting excited? That sounds I, like something you should have to roll for. <laughs> <laughs> that a mundane role as well yeah, maybe it depends if she's trying to like keep her cool or if she's just enjoying herself well, i i think i don't know like i can roll for it i think <clears throat> she maybe is like a little out of control for herself but it, it's just kind of like she has like a normal smile on her face and that for her is like <laughs> that's a, huge a wild display of emotion yeah yeah I, like and like Drew, you were looking out for threats, and there is one. <laughs> Eden is smiling. Awesome, Katie. What do you think of this display of screaming excitement? That is a uh, that is an awful lot of noise coming from many of these people. They're excited. What is uh what is currently happening on stage? So Anthem has come out with her microphone. Um she has sung a couple of uh like bars of the song that like Eden's dress is a reference to. Um and then she stops and she just like smiles at everyone, kind of cheering and, and screaming and stuff, and she's just like, Whoa, new Olympus! Welcome to the Valentine's Encore. How are we feeling? And there's just like more screams. Um, and then like, you know, some band members come out. They start sort of popping a beat and she's sort of walking around um, up and down the catwalk, kind of like looking at and talking to people like directly. Um, she's really connected to her fans, I think. Um, she kind of winks at uh, – the young vindicators who are standing quite close to the catwalk stage bit. Um, and yeah, so she has a little chat kind of, there's some screams and some laughs and stuff whenever they're appropriate. Uh, and then she finally kind of like launches into the rest of the song. 
It seems quite intense. <laughs> Are you saying this to Eden or to me? <laughs> uh, out loud to whoever mm-hmm. is listening. A little of column A, a little of column B. Eden's ignoring you. I think Eden's pretty entranced with what is going on, but she suddenly sort of snaps to attention and turns to KT and says, wait, do you like music? Uh, I am not sure if I've listened to it very, uh, very attentively before. I like the flashing lights. Oh yeah, those are cool. I think Aiden's going to turn back her attention to the stage. That, that's enough comfort. That's enough chit chat. That's enough chit chat. Yeah, there's a concert going on. There is. Awesome. Uh, so as uh, Katie and Eden are kind of discussing music and then uh, ending that conversation, Drew, you're you're still kind of like you're like I think you're like you're like nodding your head along, uh, but like still just kind of like looking around at the crowd because you're like. You don't know this song. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And as you are looking around, you see uh, (laughs) something that looks possibly threatening. Um, So uh, you see somebody sort of like, um, they're pushing their way through the crowd. It doesn't look super like uh, aggressive or violent, just kind of like quite forceful. Uh, They're quite short, uh, but they're just kind of like shouldering their way through the crowd. Um, it's not particularly threatening, but what is threatening, or you think is maybe might be threatening, is that uh, wherever they step, they're leaving like like a trail of um, purple flowers. So like as they step away from somewhere, like these purple flowers just kind of like shoot up on the ground. Um, most people haven't noticed because they're busy watching Anthem and singing along and stuff. Um, but yeah, so there is this kind of like trail of purple flowers weaving its way through the crowd as somebody kind of like jostles their way towards the front. Interesting. Um, Drew's going to look back, like where this person has been walking, to like see how quickly the flowers are growing, and if like the people around them are reacting to them, or clearly, um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, like oh my god, Peapod, I'm so <laughs> sorry about this. Um. So, yeah, so they sort of, they, they don't grow very much. They, they grow kind of a couple of inches, uh, and then they sort of stop and they're just now like appear to be just there. Um, so yeah, people are kind of like stepping on them accidentally and then kind of like, uh, double taking and being like, whoa, wait, wait, I didn't realize there was flowers here. That's weird. Um, and then just kind of like ignoring it and getting back to their enjoyment of the, yeah, concept. Interesting. Drew's going to mutter to himself that he's probably just paranoid. Yeah. He's been known to be, you know, a little bit paranoid. So as uh, Anthem finishes her first song, huge roar of applause. Um, Everybody's really excited. You know, this is such a special thing. Nobody knew that she was going to be doing another concert and all the people here like are so feel so lucky to have gotten tickets. Um, there's a lot of energy. Um, uh, anything anybody wants to do before I do things. Let's can, do uh, things. Can, can Katie get a beer? 
<laughs> oh, sorry, in all ages of men, there's no bar. Dreads. <laughs> Alrighty. So as um, Anthem is sort of like taking a minute between songs, sort of like looking out, having a little bit of uh, chat to the crowd again, um, there's a little bit of commotion up near the uh, – like the end of the catwalk. Um, and Anthem is kind of like uh, a little bit closer to the main stage. She's sort of been pacing up and down it. She's got her back turned and this commotion kind of like happens. And then there's like a big kind of like gasp as somebody um, pushes past the security guards and like crawls up on stage. Uh, and as they do these purple, if anybody knows anything about flowers, they are wolfsbane. Um, flowers are like sprouting from wherever they walk and they're kind of like crawling up and they stand up and is anyone going to do anything? I'm going to assume that Eden is familiar with wolfsbane. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. Like she knows, she's her name is Moonflower. Like <laughs> she knows poisonous plants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's trained with most of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is going to point on the stage and look at KT and say, that is not acceptable concert behavior. <laughs> and then she might probably start moving closer to the stage. I think, yeah, at this point, Drew is going to start probably moving towards Moonflower. If things are going wrong, yeah, and she's the closest superhero that he knows. Yeah, sweet. So as you start making your way towards the stage, um, some security guards like try to like um, hoist themselves up onto the stage and and grab this person, and they just like kick them down but like where their you know foot has hit them this wolf span just kind of like sprouts um so they kind of like fall backwards like screaming in agony um and uh anthem kind of like turns around um halfway through a sentence and it just makes a little like oh um no no this is not like and she kind of drops the microphone um oh no wait she, she has like powers that she can use with a microphone, doesn't she? I'm going to be honest, I never thought about how her powers worked. <laughs> okay, she, she drops the microphone, she doesn't need it. Um, and she, she kind of like starts running towards them, because she's, you know, she's a superhero, she knows how to deal with a supervillain. I don't know if you can hear Max, he's screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, so she's, uh, she runs at this person who seems to be like taller than when drew originally saw them they sort of like are are growing uh they look they kind of like their limbs are lengthening and they're um they're suddenly taller than anthem and as they sort of are about to clash like anthem's kind of about to um i guess not really tackle them but like maybe punch them or something um stop them in their tracks um the the figure kind of like whips their kind of coat off uh, and pulls out from underneath where it was like a, a an urn, like a really big goblet. Um, and they pull two 
pieces of paper out of it, snap their fingers, and Anthem, like, stops. And then her arm is, like, uh, like kind of held above her, and she appears to not be able to move it. She's, she's like, trying to pull it away, but she, she can't, like, figure out what's going on. Hmm. Well, I am getting closer. <laughs> yeah, so when you when you like reach the front, you see there's um uh all the young vindicators are kind of uh uh crowded around this security guard who got kicked, um who's got like wolfsbane like growing out of his shoulder now. So they're sort of like uh Akina is kind of like trying to like um uh like figure out what to do with him she's like very much gone into like protect mode but doesn't know how to protect him from something that's literally growing out of his shoulder um and like swift looks like she's about to run up onto the stage while yeah so as you kind of like get closer to the stage you see this figure turns around and anthem is kind of dragged with them and you realize that anthem's arm is actually like um joined to their arm that's why they couldn't move it. Um, so there is some sort of bracelet that's kind of like looped around both of their arms and they can't, Anthem can't seem to separate it. Um, so this villain sort of like smiles with this really like um, pointy, toothy um, smile that is like bigger than their face almost, like really Cheshire cat-like. Um, but they look, they have like yellow eyes and they have a little bit of like fur instead of hair and they look really like wolfish and they just kind of like grin and um, pull like a microphone from somewhere and hold it to their lips and are like, well, 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 Anthem fans. My name I have many of them. I have been the lawless lycanthrope. I have been the wolf of whims, but tonight you can just call me Wendell. And they sort of like make some flourishes and they're dragging Anthem like with them wherever they move because of how she's tied to their arm. I think Eden is going to be trying to get, I'm imagining there's like kind of some set pieces and like, the tall, like, lighting and everything. I think she's, Eden's going to be trying to, like, get kind of behind stage into where she can climb on top of that to get, like, the height advantage. Classic Eden shit, go in the rafters? Yep. If there's rafters, that's where she's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, so she can definitely, she can climb up into the, like, lighting rig. How how movable is your is your dress? It's very lightweight. Mm. But is it, you said it was like, it was quite like fluffy. Yeah. So I think I'm going to make you roll. I'm not saying it won't call problem. Yeah, I'm going to make you roll, even though normally you wouldn't have to, because the dress is kind of in the way. Fine. (laughs) What do you want me to roll? Unleash your powers. (laughs) Yeah, that's a flat roll. It's an 11. I, I can climb in this dress. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I shouldn't have even questioned you. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, forgive you. Yeah, awesome. So you you climb up onto the rafters, so you've got like a better view, and the, now they can't see you. As as you're doing this, they they have been like pulling more 
pieces of paper out of their urn and you can hear like screams rippling out among the crowd as uh, more people are getting like these bracelets and like getting like fused together almost. I think KT while uh, continuing to pump their legs uh, up and down (laughs) is going to uh, float about seven feet off the ground putting them roughly a foot and a half, two feet above most of the crowd, I assume. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to attempt to unleash my powers. I would like to uh, take that stage lighting and increase the brightness of those photons by a thousand. Alrighty, go ahead. Roll plus freak. This is going to be a four plus a two plus a zero. Four, a six total. I have like four conditions. I had to double check. Yeah, wow. Um, well, before we resolve that, we will do our team mechanics because you are all entering battle against a dangerous foe. Um, so who do you think is the leader, KT? Well, if, uh, if Moonflower is available, a Moonflower it is. Mm-hmm. How about you, Moonflower? She thinks she's in charge. Um, <laughs> for one thing, she's pretty sure she's the only one here among the three people who are PCs <laughs> who, uh, knows all the lyrics. So she's definitely the most... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> equipped to deal with this situation. Why are you in charge? Because I'm a player character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's also not going to cede control to the young vindicators. Like, let's be real. Drew, what about you? Drew is um, he's kind of in a weird mood. I don't know. He uh. Honestly, yeah, he's probably would agree that it's Moonflower. He's not really feeling very much like a teammate with the Young Vindicators right now, and kind of lately in general. Um, and yeah, is feeling a little impulsive. Also, as he's like looking around, uh, he he sees his teammates suddenly like. Like, Cassie suddenly um, gets joined to, like, Swift, and they are, like, facing opposite directions, and Akina is still focused on this, like, bodyguard. So, yeah, that makes sense. Sweet. So, Eden, do you have influence over everybody? I believe I do. Incredible. Yes. I don't have influence over Eden, though. You don't? No, uh, no not right. I, I don't have it marked down. I think you uh, spent it for something, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Huh. Um, <laughs> might, might win it back. I, I feel like that's within his capabilities. Uh, Eden, what is your purpose in this fight? to not have her freaking concert disrupted by Wendell anymore. The show must go on. 
<laughs> How about Drew? What's your purpose? Um, my purpose is to, man, I don't know right now, honestly. <laughs> um, no, I use purpose <laughs> is to keep people safe. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he wants to, and to do that, he needs to, he's kind of realizing he needs to take out this, uh, Wolfsbane person. Katie? Uh, I believe that it is within our, uh, within our jurisdiction to stop non-concert behavior. Stop non-concert behavior. I Mm -hmm. am going to say that you have two people who have the same purpose and one person who doesn't. Um, (laughs) Drew's purpose is, is much more about the keeping people safe. And the other two of you are more about making the concert go on so even um, concert won't go on unless people are I, I will not be adding another team I'm gonna I, new year new me I'm being mean now um, have you right. been in a uh, mosh pit before <laughs> does anybody mistrust uh, Eden or anybody else on the team I don't mistrust any of them no I do not mistrust anyone either mm-hmm and uh, do you think that your team is ill-prepared or off-balance? I mean, KT and I have both already rolled excellently for, like, balance-related measures. <laughs> That's true. And Drew was kind of expecting something threatening yeah, to happen. I was, I was hoping something <laughs> would happen. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, and um, so Drew is also, he had kind of purposely positioned himself. Um, one of the other advantages of his spot was it was uh, next to uh, one of like the, some of the scaffolding. And so he's kind of climbed his up his way up uh, near Moonflower. Uh, I clocked this person, I clocked them coming in about a minute ago, making a beeline for the stage. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? Wild magic shenanigans. I can't believe that is being interrupted by someone named Wendell. I mean, there's also that too. Uh, but no, I think we need to be very careful about magic because I still don't know how it works. I'm like that giant magic crow we saw in the park. Still gives me nightmares. And also, maybe there's a way we can use its own rules against it. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing ideas out. Was KT in the middle of a roll? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I'm just going to let Michael finish. No, I don't know if you also didn't finish off the team mechanic, but that's fine. Well, um, no. So this was is actually part of the team mechanics um, because when we enter battle, as a team against a dangerous foe, if I have influence over the leader and provide tactical input, we add an additional team. Oh. But you we don't do. have influence over Oh, snap. You just said that two minutes ago. I mean, you can give influence to someone at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Fine, whatever. Scam. He's trying to use my moves. <laughs> you're trying to 
these rules in my game? Are you <laughs> you and your Kaylee. Um, but speaking of the rules, Kaylee, did you add an extra team for my move, Captain? I didn't know because Michael interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited to use his moves. I'm sorry, Michael. You don't have influence over Moonflower. You can't gain influence over Moonflower in the middle of Katie's attack. After. Fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's going to see that all the photons were reflecting off the sequence in his his jacket <laughs> that he borrowed from Swift and be like, oh, damn, and he will have influence again. <laughs> Okay, anyway, but that have, it's gonna on. happen. Okay, I, okay. Well, how many team have you got now? You added one for captain, so you're up to five. Probably five then. Yeah, five <laughs> sounds like plenty. <laughs> All right, I have I have strong armed Michael into not using his move. Awesome. So you have five team in the pool. KT rolled a six. You all you all are both in the kind of area that uh, KT is trying to heat up, so that seems like it's going to go well if the 6 happens. I believe it is a 7 through 9 for a normal normal... uh... Drew will spend a team and grab one of the spotlights and uh, like point it up towards KT so there's more light going towards them to bump that up to a 7. You can do that. Goes down to 40. Max, you're sitting on the team pool. I can't cross it out. There we go. Part of the team. Max is part he, of the he team. He wanted Michael to have that team. That's why he crossed it out. Did you want Michael Max. to have that team? Max Maybe. has influence over me, for the record. Maybe he's <laughs> showing you what he thinks of his, uh, what you think of your team. <laughs> Poor Max. Uh, Alrighty, so that makes it a seven. <clears throat> Uh, so, on a 7 to 9, you mark a condition, or I get to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Let's, let's see how, uh, how this is unstable or temporary. So, what were you trying to do? You were trying to... Increase the brightness of uh, everything shiny pointed at the, uh, pointed at the stage by... Right. Yes. So, just the... Just the brightness. So oh yeah, Make you're trying to sort of distract this person, or sure. Gonna interrupt um, their uh, monologue there with a slash introduction with some very very painfully bright light. Yeah, cool. I think uh, so. I think they as they they sort of like they're halfway through a sentence and they're like, wait, what? What is that? Who is on the lighting? And then they they kind of look up, shield their eyes. Um, then they look around and they see KT floating. Uh, figure like, hey, that's that's pretty good guess of like that's probably the person who did this. They're floating. Um, their legs are still moving. <laughs> <laughs> and they sort of like they sort of like point to you, and they're like, "Are you trying to steal my spotlight?" At which point the the brightness and the heat of them makes the lights all kind of like pop and explode. Well, not explode, but like they all blow. So there's just like a big uh, a big kind of like pop and all of the lights are gone. It's still daytime, so everyone can still see, but the light has gone out. 
you have literally stolen this person's spotlight. I'm about to throw him some shade too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, as they, as they sort of like, are like t- they're like tutting at you almost and they reach into their urn and they pull out a slip of pa- two slips of paper oh, no. and they click their fingers and nothing happens at which point they are very annoyed and they uh so they pull out another piece of paper and they they read off and they're like Katie right Katie I I am not sure if it was addressed to Katie or Perhaps a Kati? Kati? Uh, and so as, as Wendell is having, having trouble with this, uh, this person who's, who they know the name of, but they can't seem to make anything happen to them, what are Drew and Eden going to do? Uh, um, Drew has been studying Gwendol and studying this urn very closely and her little slips of paper and very mischievous grin there. Uh, and uh, Drew'd like to roll before we get started. <laughs> I love this oh, move. Okay. I feel like I hate this move. I feel like I hated this oh, move. I love this move. <laughs> when um, five, you use it against All right. Five plus one is six. Uh, plus three savior is a nine. Um, so on a seven and nine, I get... Uh, when I have time to closely observe my opposition before fight, uh, on a seven to nine, I hold two, and during this fight, I can spend the hold to do cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, good job. You got me. Nice. <laughs> ha! You activated my. Try not card. to. Try not to push uh, Eden into any fungus this time or something. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm so. Uh, I'm so, I, I, I'm so aggressive today. today. I don't I like know why I'm so it. feisty today. It's like, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Go. You cannot mo- use your moves. Get out of my game. <laughs> this is not wholesome. I am mean today. Um, <laughs> sweet. So do you want to do anything else? Or do you want to let Eden have a go um, at something? Or Not right now. Uh, he's going to... No, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, move, like, closer to them in the scaffolding, trying to stay out of sight above them. But. They're pretty focused on KT right now, so. On Katie, sorry. (laughs) Katie? Katie? (laughs) Did they spell your name wrong on this? I am not sure how my name is spelt. However you want it to be spelt. I just need to know. I am not sure that would be a wise decision on my end. I might throw out there that canonically, I also don't think KT can read. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little this throwback person, to our last trip to the Feywilds. When Wendell is going to be up against a re- like, this is actually Wendell's only weakness. <laughs> Illiteracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey kids, spelling is fun. A reason it number is. one to never go to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, is anyone else doing anything? No, it's your it's your turn, Eden. It's my time to shine. It's your um, time. I'm gonna turn to Drew and say, "Is that Swift's jacket?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, is it helping me blend in? Uh, 
I need it. Go for it. And uh yeah, he'll he'll take off the jacket and hand it over. And you see Eden just kinda of mutter and it's swift, so it's okay if it gets ruined. Um and she's going to <laughs> Did you have a response to that? No. Okay, I thought you were saying something. Um and she's going to Is there a position she can get to where she's more or less like right up? Love Wolf Spain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, there's I like a there's a lighting bar that's right above them that you can go to. Excellent. Um, then I think she's going to get right as as right above them as she can. Um, and she is going to. I'm just going to tell you what she plans to do, and we'll see how it actually goes. Um, her plan is to drop this jacket on to them um, to cover their eyes. I don't imagine she has all of her knives or perhaps any knives because she did go through security. Um, so she's she's operating a little off the cuff here, but uh, her goal is to drop this uh, jacket on them so that it kind of covers their eyes at least momentarily so that she can swoop down and hopefully grab this goblet thing from them. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, yeah, let's uh, roll to unleash your powers of aim. It's a seven. Oh, it's an eight because I do have plus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anybody on the team want to help out? Or are you happy with an eight? I am happy with an eight. Sweet. Um, yeah, so as uh, you kind of drop this sparkly jacket, you... Uh, so Swift and, and Cassie have sort of, like, figured something out. They've figured out a way to kind of, like, work with this kind of like backwardsness that they're stuck in and they've they've clambered up onto the, the catwalk to to try to get it um at Wendell as well. Uh and Swift looks up and goes, Hey as the jacket kind of falls down um and covers Wendell's face. Um do you want to mark a condition or do you want me to tell you how it's unstable or temporary? I would love to be told how this is unstable or temporary. Absolutely. Um it doesn't take them very long to get it off because it is just a jacket. Um, so you, you have like an opportunity to do something, but it, it won't take them very long to get out from under it. <laughs> um, Drew's going to make his move and uh, leap from the scaffolding and uh, try to uh, I guess he's going to try and get the like hit the urn away from uh, Wendell, mm-hmm. um, just uh, hoping that that yeah. will uh, try and free Anthem. Uh, like my goal is to to try and yeah somehow free Anthem of this uh, magic spell binding. I think Eden's uh, also you... moving down to the stage now that she's given away her position anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
uh, as you sort of like, do you come at Wendell from the side, from the front, from the back? From above. <laughs> like directly down on top of them? Oh yeah, yeah, straight down. Okay. It, it will kind of come from behind. Still from uh, above, but the like jacket. above a little behind. <laughs> so the jacket falls, and then Drew falls. Um, yes. Swift is like, "Hey again." Um, uh, Cassie's like, "Let me turn. I want to see what's happening." Um, Swift, you don't need to see. Um, and uh, so I'll get Drew to directly engage a threat. I think. Okay. Um. All right. Let's roll minus danger. Okay. Okay. Four plus four minus one. Still a hit. We're good. Mm-hmm. So that's a seven. So that's a seven. Uh, um, so you get to pick one. Resist, resist or avoid the blows. Take something, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or frighten. Can I take Anthem from them? Uh, I mean, you you can't. You can try. Um, so as you fall, uh, kind of. I guess I'll. I guess I'll. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll take the urn. I guess that makes more sense. To okay. Take you also. You you probably you can't I, yeah okay yeah I don't think you can just take it but you can certainly try to take it <laughs> um, so um as you fall in a heap on top of this person uh they you know they've they've ripped off the uh the jacket that was covering their eyes um you land in a heap on their elbows uh, uh, yeah on like one of their elbows um you put your hand on the urn to try to take it. Um, and uh, as you, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to make this work. Cause like you got things, so you're allowed to take something, but it's magic. Uh, <laughs> it um, trigger a custom move? No, I don't ha- I don't really have a custom move for it. It's just more like, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mean, Here, okay. Here's, here's what, Here's what we'll do. Rather than you taking it from them, I'm going to say that they drop it. So, um, like, you fall on top of them and their hand kind of releases it and it falls to the ground rather than you, like, awesome. ripping it out of their hand. Um, so it, it, fall, it, falls, it falls out of their hand um, and um, uh, they kind of, like, they growl very, very, like, wolfish, um, snarling at you. Uh, and because you've landed like on top of them and on top of Anthem, you can see that, um, the bracelet that is like connecting them, um, it is like a friendship bracelet and it has like the words that are the, or the word that is written on it. Uh, it's like a nonsense word. You don't even know like what it means. Um, but it says Wend Law, like W-E-N-D. L O R. Um, weird that. Super weird. It's almost like a ship name or something. Um, anyway, so you see that that's what the, that's what it says on the bracelet. Um, the Wendell kind of like snarls at you, kind of is finding Anthem now in the way um, because they can't like 
get to you without having to swing, you know, them around. Um, so they snap their fingers and that bracelet disappears um, and they kind of like scramble up onto all fours out from under you and then pick up their urn again. Meanwhile, KT. <clears throat> so I think KT is going to bend heat and light and become invisible. And um, I think dive towards the stage if that is allowed. Stay mm -hmm. like a, a stage dive, if you would. And enter stage top. What are you going to do to the stage? Are you just going to go, like, dive into it, or...? Uh, KT would like to dive into it and essentially hold position for further uh, further instruction from Moonflower. Alrighty. Moonflower, what are you doing? Assessing the situation. <laughs> nice. I'll have you roll, uh, but you can get an extra... You already you rolled a little while ago, so you can use those questions if you want, or you can roll again. It's up to you. It doesn't super matter. I get two questions anyway. You, yeah, you got a you got a um a seven on your last roll, so you yeah, can I use that one if you want. Time, so it really does not matter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna go with how could we best end this quickly? The GM's favorite question always. <laughs> right. Um, quickly. Uh, it could be really vague and just say like take Wendell out, I guess. Um, yeah, you could end it quickly by um, uh, yeah, by taking out Wendell or like removing them from their urn in a way that they can't get it back. Okay. Um. Well, what here can I use to? I'll be nice. What here can I use to distract them more uh, permanently than the jacket mm. for a longer period of time? Uh, what can you do to distract them? Uh, well, you did notice that they were very distracted by KT. Um, they were like really like confused and upset about the fact that they couldn't do anything to KT. So that was a pretty good distraction. Um, uh, there's also like quite a few other super people um, around you. So there's KT who's gone invisible. There's Cassie and um, Swift are on the stage as well. Um, not particularly doing anything useful. They're still trying to figure out their backwards forwardsness. Um, Anthem is now free from Wendell. Uh, and Drew is picking himself up. Uh, and yeah, there's all the stage and lighting equipment and stuff that you could, I guess, drop. But potentially risk the rest of your friends <laughs> and my show mm, and your show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so without causing damage, like definitely, like I think the the super teens are probably your best bet for distraction. Do they have comms on them, or did they take them off for the concert? I don't know, Drew, would the young Vindicators, Vindicators be wearing their comps? 
young vindicators are probably required to wear their comms at all times. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean Eden and KT are. <laughs> I mean, well, I Eden think... Eden did get this ticket suspiciously. That's true. Yeah, they I think would have worn them. <clears throat> well, I think. Uh, I think. I don't want to use the word realistically, really, but <laughs> realistically. <laughs> after the uh, after the incident with Lady Princess Zoltana's interests, uh, KT probably is not going to be letting go of their communicator for a little while. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and Eden's going to use her comms to say, KT, disco time. I'm going to let KT uh, interpret that as they will, but uh, I, always, I always love to unleash a little disco. KT shall rise uh, from the stage. And uh, Wendell, Wendell was it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they shall announce Wendell, if that is your name. I did not give you permission to turn out the lights, and uh, I would like to roll to unleash a disco. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. So that is going to be a four plus a one plus a zero for a five total. Drew can add a team or spend a team. How is Drew helping unleash a disco? Um, he's going to, uh, <laughs> run backstage and turn on the backup generators to get some of the lights back on. He's going to sit in the corner and go. Yep. That's a, I mean, that you can use your team for that. So that bumps it up to a, to a six. I think, so we already took out a whole bunch of the lights, correct? I believe. Oh Wendell. yeah. Well, yeah. The lights. Many of them are gone. I think that Eden is going to help out by sort of pointing and directing KT's attention to like the big overhead lights that I think are still on, and just yeah, like the work reminding lights. them of like yeah, yeah like go big, buddy. <laughs> Use the bright ones for the disco. <laughs> so seeing that uh, KT shall reach out electromagnetically uh, grabbing grabbing those photons one by one and uh, speeding up some, slowing some down so that the white light shatters into its individual colors red, yellow, indiglo blue and, uh, yeah. Pretty, there, pretty disco, Katie. Are there any, like, set pieces on the stage, or...? Uh, yes, I will tell you that in just a moment. Uh, first of all, I need right. Katie to decide whether they want to mark a condition or it to be unstable or temporary in this disco. Let's see how unstable and temporary it becomes. <laughs> okay, sweet. So... Uh, as Drew like flicks on the kind of backup generator, um, all the set pieces 
uh, sort of like around Eden. There's kind of like, you know, boxes and like staircases and things like that. Uh, they all like light up again. They're one of those, some of those cool, like, you know, lit up set pieces and stuff. And the floor as well, uh, kind of lights up with like, you know, kind of TVs and stuff. Um, and the disco is bright and it's beautiful. And Wendell whips around to kind of like figure out what is happening um looking up at kt and then hmm, and then i think it all just stops and all the lights go out the generator like makes a little like explosion beside drew and i think kt may have knocked out an entire city block's worth of lights oh that tracks put a real damper on the concert (laughs) So yeah, I think there's like a a moment where everything is disco and all of the crowd who've been like screaming and running away kind of like stop because they think maybe the show and then there's just like a big bang um, and all of the light is gone. And even though it's daytime, it seems like the sun is even brighter, even less bright than it used to be. Everything is just darker clouds come over the yeah and then there's just like the sound of fire far away oh dear also darker now is eden's mood (laughs) (laughs) um Um, so uh as uh drew is kind of like stumbling back away from the generator and and eden is is probably like trying to avoid the uh the uh set pieces that have just kind of like popped off um wendell uh reaches into their urn pulls out two slips of paper clicks their fingers and suddenly drew you're right next to eden and your arms are stuck together with a a friendship bracelet wrapped around both of your wrists uh that says druden What do you do? Uh-oh. I think Eden's going to clock what has happened. I think she's paid enough attention to sort of know the implications of this friendship bracelet. I think she's going to try and kind of drag Drew enough that she can grab a mic stand. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That's her weapon now. Sweet. And I I think she's probably just going to try and swing it at Wendell's head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, directly engage me a threat. Indeed. Um, let's see. I actually believe that this falls under venting frustration, uh, which is a move that I have where when I am angry, which I am, uh, you can roll plus the label your mentor denies and clear angry. And the label my mentor denies just so happens to be superior. Which instantly nice. is the same as danger anyway, so this does not matter except that I will clear angry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nine. There we go. Nice. You still have two team in the pool if anybody wants to bump it up. Uh, I feel like Drew can help by not getting in the way. 
yeah, no, uh, dude's gonna, yeah, kind of like help follow through with like, uh, kind of Eden's momentum and then, uh, kind of like try and follow it up with like a roundhouse kick or something. <laughs> Amazing. This is teamwork. See, aren't you glad that Wendell tied you together? <laughs> um, awesome. So that's a 10. So you get to, uh, pick two. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I was distracted thinking. Um, let's see, when I directly engage a threat, I want to resist or avoid their blows. That is I would also want. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, I think the smart move would be to take the urn from them. But I think we've just barely started having fun, so I might <laughs> impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's definitely a surprise getting a, a mic stand to the face. Um, <laughs> from, and, a, from a girl uh, in, the in the fluffiest pink dress you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, who's currently tied to another guy. Um so Wendell kind of like stumbles back and like um uh uh their nose kind of like um starts shifting and it becomes more like a snout and then it like shifts back um and when it shifts back it's like trickling blood um and they're just like what the uh and they are going to Let me go to my list of moves uh-oh. <laughs> Never want to hear the GM say that. <laughs> I already did the bad thing. I already tied you together. Um, although... The bad thing that you were certainly not eager to do at all. Although I could... Um, yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, so... Um, <laughs> so they're going to snarl. They're like, nose is kind of like crooked now and bleeding and they're going to snap their fingers again and um, suddenly Drew and uh, and Eden your ankles are also tied together so now you have one wrist tied together and one ankle tied together on the same That's side you. of your body okay, you Jason wants. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of you so it's a little, kind, like, three-legged race going on. Basically, yeah. You're basically in a three-legged race now, but also your your wrists are tied together. And also the, the bracelet on your your ankle also says Rudin. Important point of order there. Very important, I know. Drew, what are you going to do? Oh, man. <laughs> um... They've been impressed. Uh, I don't know what Drew would do. What is KT doing? <laughs> KT just Not took out the lightsaber. <laughs> Again. KT cannot, cannot use light powers anymore because there is none unless they draw from the sun. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I know what Drew does. Drew 
is going to call into Farsec and uh, request an emergency drop of a top secret high powered strobe light. <laughs> the light has done nothing to Wendell. <laughs> I want to power up KT. <laughs> Uh, I think is that a move that you have or is that just something that you want to do it is Uh, yeah so I asked Farsak for additional resources equipment or information during a mission I can roll plus soldier (laughs) which is plus two right now like to, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to call it a drone strike. (laughs) (laughs) No, just I just. No, trust me, this is exactly what we need, guys. <laughs> trust me, trust this me, guys, this is going to help. Good. This is going to be so good. <laughs> hey, guys, Obama, rolled, you up? I rolled an 11 plus 2, so... <laughs> no. Um, so on a 10 plus, the resources are highly classified and experimental, and I take plus one ongoing <laughs> to deploying them throughout the mission. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, I think not only is this like just like strobe, it's like full electromagnetic spectrum from like super high powered all the way down to yeah. <laughs> Eden's communicator crackles to life. Light is not Wendell's weak point. Um, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. But, uh, as, as you are calling into Farsec, I think Akina, Akina jumps up onto the stage and gives you a look. Like, what are you doing? Eden's communicator crackles to life in her ear, and Katie asks Lady Moonflower are flashlights normally powered by uranium? (laughs) (laughs) No. You can use that one, but be careful with it. How quickly does this resource arrive? (laughs) As Um, quick as the full might (laughs) of the United States military budget allows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I'm to like make the call to the president to enter the key on the football to you know turn the two keys simultaneously and launch the ballistic missile carrying the super high powered stroke somewhere a Raytheon engineer gains his wings it's time go my child save the world um okay so because you rolled a 13 which is taylor swift's number um and that that is the thank you uh obviously that is the most important thing to me out of all of this um so I'm going to say that the by the time Akina is like run up to you and said, "What the hell are you doing?" 
Uh, <laughs> Wendell, Wendell is still like holding their nose and like like trying to get the blood off. And then this missile just lands right between you, you and Wendell, just crashes into the stage. Um and Anthem like scrambles back like, oh my god. God, the deposit is not going to get refunded on this. <laughs> and then the the missile kind of like makes a hissing noise and pops open and inside it is your highly classified uranium powered strobe light. And Akina is like, you cannot use that here. There are civilians. <laughs> a man in a face mask and a helmet stands up. Operator twelve, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I say, "Don't worry, I'm not going to be the one using it. I'm leaving that to an expert." <laughs> Who just flew out like a whole city blocks worth of electricity? <laughs> well, the problem was they didn't have enough light. Obviously. <laughs> I uh, I so what are you getting? Eden's gonna look at KT and say, "Cisco never dies." Um, KT turns to Wendell and says, "Welcome to New York." That's a four plus a three plus a zero for seven total. <laughs> uh, Drew has a plus one to use it and decided to make KT use it. Okay, you got seven. Uh, did I you like block condition? I love it. Drew has an ability called Call Upon the CIA Black Budget. And he's all like, hell yeah, flashlight. Highly classified light. Experimental. And it's like, I mean, this thing is, uh, yeah, very classified. Um, and yeah, also probably can emit a shit ton of like radiation and, you know, whatever you need it to, honestly. Katie, it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. You get it. I called this in for you, Katie. It's highly classified. I feel like Drew's going to get influence over Katie at some point because of this. It's highly classified because it's a regular flashlight with a document that contains exactly what happened to John F. Kennedy that day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Let's see how yeah, it's uh, unstable <laughs> and temporary. Uh, um, so Akina is halfway through saying, um, like, <laughs> unless your expert like flew in with it, I'm not going to try. And then the, there's just like an explosion. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
everybody is thrown backwards. Um, so Eden and Drew, you kind of like slam into a set piece. Um, Katie, you're even like pushed back by this explosion and you, you sort of end up like, I don't know how far distance is, but you end up like way up in the sky above them. <laughs> like you get pushed up. Um, <laughs> Akina like lands somewhere you can't see. Um, and all you can see for a very long time is just bright light. And you could got this like ringing in your ears. <laughs> and, uh, but, but Eden and Drew, you, you do like feel the the bracelets that were tying you together like disappear. Uh, <laughs> there's a when you when the ring in your ears starts to subside, you hear like uh, you 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 hear like some screams, and then you hear like some some confused clapping, and then you hear somebody say no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's a big, it's a big explosion. Is, um, sorry. Go is, ahead. Is Swift's uh jacket still on the stage? <laughs> or was by the strobe light? Okay, the stro the the missile landed on Swift's jacket. Like it went straight through <laughs> the middle of Swift's jacket. It was like gone. <laughs> it's it's it was it was. It was ripped in twain by the missile and then was at the, the very epicenter of the explosion. It got American. <laughs> Swift, the long and short of it is Swift is going to be really upset at Drew. <laughs> never ask him to hold a jacket ever again. I mean, at some point she's probably told him that it's polite that if a girl wants a jacket, you offer your jacket. He was really just following through on that advice. To be chivalrous. It's true. <laughs> I was only doing as I was asked. By giving it to Swift's arch enemy. <laughs> um, I think, and then calling uh, in a drone strike straight on top uh, of it. <laughs> That's the American way. <laughs> I mean, it probably looked like a target, honestly. Yeah, we heard there were oil reserves there. <clears throat> if, you, if you need a, a, a jacket, though... Um, Eden, I can I can make there be a jacket like because Anthem is there and Anthem is wearing a jacket. I want to take her jacket. It was okay if Swift's got ruined. I'm gonna let Drew do whatever he's doing. Are you sure? Because uh, what Drew just did ended up like this. <laughs> uh, to be fair, KG did that. Um, I just called it a missile. Um, <laughs> There's definitely going to be a Senate hearing about this. <laughs> Um, I, I'm just picturing so, the mantis's follow up. Like you did what? <laughs> I don't even know who that's directed at, but it, that, that's just the energy. Oh man! Um, so immediately, like following the explosion, as soon as I feel the the little um, friendship bracelets disintegrate, I am going to spend one of my hold and cross the distance over to Wendell. Um, in a flash, and uh, well, not I, I mean, I guess literally in a flash. Uh, in the aftermath of a flash. Yes, yes, and uh, 
while they are still kind of reeling and uh, don't really have, are still, yeah, under the effects of this strobe, I am uh, going to do uh, do an attack to try and just KO them. Um, yeah, so when well, you, when you like, you like rush over there, you kind of like leap over the hole in the stage that you're explosive experimental strobe light created uh, when mixed with KT's powers. And you see them sort of like kneeling over um, their urn, which is no longer in their hand. And it's like spin, like split down the middle. Um, and they're just like, no. And then, yeah, you can attempt to directly engage them. So it kind okay, of sounds like cool. the strobe worked a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Uh so I'm going to say I'm uh, relying on my my Farsec training right now and uh, give Farsec influence, which they already have, uh, in order to roll plus my soldier instead of minus my danger. Does that mean that I, as Farsec, get to shift your labels? It does indeed. Ooh. Payback time. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me, let me just think about this. So you just called Farsec, asked for a dangerous experimental light, and then exploded it. So I think that Farsec is probably going to raise your danger and lower your superior. Fair. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and then I get a roll plus two soldier plus one ongoing from my amazing flashlight <laughs> that everyone gave me shit about. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> two plus two plus two is six. Okay. Plus one you still have one. Oh, I was going to say, you still have one team in the pool, so. <laughs> um, seven. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, what, uh, you can pick one Let's from the list. I am going to, can I, like, take their consciousness? <laughs> um, or... I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to say that one's a no. <laughs> Go with, um, I guess, resist or avoid their blows. Yep, that's fair. Cool. So, what does it look like on the panel as you try to um, take them out? Drew just, uh, like comes flying out of the aftermath of the light explosion and does like a cool, like, uh, jumping, like, spinning kick uh, into the back of Wendell's head and just knocks them sideways to the floor. So I think they um, they sort of, like, land in their, in between the two pieces of their broken urn. Um, and between the urn, there's, like, all of the pieces of paper that they were drawing out of it, you can see are actually, like, the, they're sort of, like, ticket stubs, I guess, or they're, like, receipts for tickets. Um, so they sort of like fall into all of these tickets and they're sort of blowing around everywhere and they kind of like look up at you and they're, they're snarling and their, their nose that's the 
blood is kind of drying a bit, but their nose kind of like um, grows into a snout and back again. And it's like they kind of can't quite keep their form. Their fingers keep elongating into claws and it, then it, then retreating back into fingers. And um, they kind of snarl at you and they're like, oh, I see we have a lot of spotlight stealers here today. What would Anthem think of that, huh? Uh, we might check in with KT. Up somewhere in the thin atmosphere above. How you doing up there? KT got high. <laughs> um, Best flashlight ever. <laughs> Let's see. That's amazing. Um, I guess KT is going to attempt to uh, orient themselves and figure out where they are. Is a it's it's not often that they are um, brought somewhere else uh, away from the Terran plane uh, without their full consciousness. Um, how small does the concert uh, arena look from where KT is <clears throat> right now? I think I think you're actually you've you've gone above some clouds, the clouds that somehow were summoned by you taking out that city block and covered the sun. Like you're, you're, you can't really see the ground anymore. Cause it's just a uh, fluffy white. Gotcha. Um, so I think the very first thing that, uh, we're going to attempt to do then, uh, I would like to attempt to, uh, assess the situation. Sure. Uh, roll plus superior. That is going to be. Uh, that is a six plus a one plus a one for an eight total. Nice. So you can ask one question. Oh, let's see. What here is in the greatest danger? Uh, I'm assuming you're sort of like flying down a bit so that you can see the wreckage. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'd to like to attempt to see uh, who is immediately in the greatest danger and attempt to keep them <clears throat> safe. Yeah. So I think uh, as you're kind of floating down, you can see that the crowd, um, they're sort of s- streaming out the way that they came in. Um None of them look to be hurt or anything. Uh, it's just sort of like as like a, an evacuation kind of a thing. Um, so you look at the stage. Um, there is like a big crater in it. Um, and you can sort of see that um, above the stage, the sort of lighting bars and equipment and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, there's a couple of them that look like they're hanging by a few less uh, – wires than they were before so they look like they're potentially gonna fall and there's there's quite a few of your hero friends on stage so i have i have a very good vantage point of uh uh these large heavy stage lights and my uh my teammates official and unofficial then um 
I think I would like to halt my descent and just kind of lessen the density on these lights to keep them from falling on anyone immediately. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I think that because you have such a good vantage point and because there's nobody actively kind of like targeting you or trying to stop you, I think that that's definitely something that's within your power to just do. I think you're able to sort of keep them afloat. I know, uh, no stray drones in the area. No, no stray drones. Um, although Farsec, they do look like there's some, some maybe some Farsec planes or, oh or cars are, are on the way. Um, there was just a missile strike in the middle of Lincoln Park. Uh, <clears throat> so there's, you know, there's some sirens, there's some cars, but there. It is difficult to get through the city right now because all of the traffic lights were, you know, for a a kind of a block or two have been put out. So there's there's a bit of a traffic jam. So they're having trouble getting to you. Gotcha. Uh, Eden, what are you doing? I mean, her most successful move of the night has been uh, to mic stand Wolfsbane. So I think she is going to find the mic stand again and wield it. Mm-hmm. It's a um, bit dented, but you can, you know, you can still matter. wield it <laughs> for this. Um, <laughs> I, I think she's going to kind of swing it at their face, um, but then, like, I imagine they're kind of anticipating that, right? Yeah. You did um, do that last time. Yeah, so I, I think she's going to sort of swing like she's going for their face, and then before they can, like, catch it or deflect it or whatever, uh, sort of change direction and, like, bring, like, the the base part, the kind of heavy part, down on their foot. And Ow! So rude. idea. <laughs> well, she's not real happy with Wendell either. So I think as she does it, she says, you have terrible stage presence. Oof. Oof. Ouch. That hurts more than the mic stand. Oh. Good. <laughs> this was her Valentine's Good. Day concert. She was so excited for this concert. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, so uh, roll to directly engage a threat. It's a nine. Nice. Then you get to pick one from your list. Resist or avoid their blows. Yeah, so as you sort of like, you know, fake them out, heading for their face, and then just like slam it down on their foot, um, that just completely like um, stops them in their tracks uh, and they can no longer kind of like hold their human form and they just are, are a wolf now and they kind of like uh pull themselves out of their clothes give you one last like snarl and then jump off the stage and start heading for the like exit in wolf form i don't have any bigger flashlights to call in sorry <laughs> Um, so is anybody chasing after Wendell, or are you just letting Wendell run? Do I? Do I see Wendell uh, start to uh, yeah. 
you can see the wolf running, yeah. You are still holding onto the those beams. Those lights and stuff. Hmm. Well shoot. I'll continue holding on to the lights. Um and you I could will... let them go and go after Wendell if you wanted. Or you could I mean, send them after Wendell. I could send them after what you know what? These lights they are no longer they're no longer these lights do not do not work. Yeah, you broke them. So uh I think we're going to uh I would like to um hurl them uh in front of Wendell just to uh make him stop short from um from fleeing. Uh yeah. I am going to make you roll for that just because Wendell is running in the direction of civilians. That sounds oh civilians. What uh what do you want me to roll for that? Like uh, directly engage a threat or uh you can yeah, either directly engage or um uh unleash your powers. Let's uh let's directly engage a threat. Well, hold on. Ooh, no, let's not <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Let's not directly engage that. Question, question. Does uh does Wendell does Wendell uh underestimate KT? Hmm. The th- okay, so the thing is I think yes, because I every attack you or everything you did seemed to kind of fizzle out. And I don't think that Wendell realizes that you're the one who exploded the thing because, you know, the kid who called it in seems like the responsible party for that. So, yeah, I think Wendell does underestimate you. Then uh, the littlest space bandit will uh, attempt to kinetically bombard the uh, the Earth right in front of Wendell with some uh, heavy stage lighting. So we're yes. going to roll no. with superior instead of danger. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is going to be a six plus a three plus a one for superior. Yeah. Minus two to directly engage a threat because KT has the afraid condition marked. I have four conditions marked and I have no clue where they came from anymore. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that is a that is an eight total. Nice. Um yeah, so you get to pick one. From the list of directly engaging. The list of directly engaging. Um, I am... Let's see. I shall attempt to take something from them. <clears throat> Their take life. No, um, they, I they think... They are I'll, a wolf <laughs> right now. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies because the uh, we explicitly were trying to fling those lights in front of them mm-hmm. so that uh, the ground is exploded and they uh, possibly stop or slow down or run the other way. Yeah, so cool. So yeah, they, they like skid to a stop um, and are sort of frantically looking around for another exit. Um, I'm going to turn to Akina and Swift and be like, 
Jeez, do I seriously have to do everything around here? And try and provoke them <laughs> to go take action. Cassie as well, or just the Keener and Swift? I mean, yeah, Cassie's there too. Uh, I know Keener and Swift are up on stage, but if Cassie's in earshot, sure. Cassie's there. Cassie was tied to Swift for a long time. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, so they're all yes. there. Excellent. Alrighty. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Roll plus severe. I can't see how this could go wrong. Uh, 14! Kapow! Wow. I hate it when Michael rolls well. He's so smug about it. I know, I'm the worst. I haven't gained any potential. (laughs) Uh, Alrighty, so 14. That's a big hit. They rise to the bait and do what you want. What do you want them to do? (laughs) Go... Take it down the bad guy. <laughs> like secure the prisoner. Jeez. Secure the prisoner. Secure the prisoner, All right. Um, so <laughs> I think before you've even finished kind of like provoking them, like saying you're like, Do I have to do everything right? Like Swift has already run. Um <laughs> Akina is giving you a look like she will talk to you later about the whole explosion that you just caused. Um, So she kind of gives you like a stern look and then just says, yeah, I think maybe it's better if the rest of us handle this. Uh, And so she runs off after Swift and I think Cassie kind of like looks at you. Um, looks at Aiden, looks up at KT and goes, so this is the other team you've been kind of like running around with, huh? (laughs) All right, then. And then she jumps off the stage as well. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think the three of them all managed to quote unquote secure Wendell. Um, Sort of like, I guess, hard, but like they're a wolf, so <laughs> they <laughs> Swift kind of like knocks him, knocks him out a bit, and then like um, Akina kind of like rips off a piece of her dress and turns it into kind of like a lead. Um, Cassie kind of like works on like I don't know, crafting like some kind of makeshift muzzle. Um, and then, yeah, Akina, you can hear Akina kind of in your earpiece, like, calling in the kind of collection squad, I guess. The uh, tactical wolf uh, collecting Farsec, Yeah, Farsec animal control. <laughs> so as, um, as uh, they're sort of, like, I think Swift kind of, like, picks up Wendell and like drapes them over her shoulder uh, and the three of them sort of like try to kind of like move out through the crowd to um, get to a position where they, this supervillain can actually be apprehended. I mean, as um, Katie's kind of floating down towards where you all are on the stage, uh, Eden and Drew from behind you, Anthem sort of like tentatively steps up 
um, around the giant hole in her stage, um, holding an acoustic guitar. Uh, and she sort of like smiles awkwardly and is like, I, uh, I, I guess it's time for the acoustic set. <laughs> Drew's gonna kind of turn to Eden and say, "Like I thought that went pretty well." As they're walking off stage, <laughs> she's gonna kind of shake her head. She's had worse missions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she probably mutters something about Farsec. <laughs> uh, is is Swift still around? Uh, she can be if you want her to be. Well, I just I would like. <laughs> yes, um, I, okay, I think yeah. may, maybe Eden has uh, picked up the approximately. Uh, you know, one square inch of her jacket that was still left on the stage. It's got like three sequins hanging from it still. Um, I think she's just gonna like with like it pinched between her fingers kind of hold it towards Swift and say, I think this is yours. Um, yeah, so, so Akina and, and Cassie have sort of like um, stayed outside to kind of like watch Wendell until he, they can get picked up. And uh, uh, Swift has kind of like run back inside, and she's she's trying to sort of um, move the the lighting bars and stuff out of the way um, so that the audience can come back in because Anthem is sort of like sitting on the edge of the stage, like gesturing people to come back and playing a little bit on uh, her acoustic guitar. Um, so as Swift sort of like is rolling this thing, yeah, you walk up to her with the like. Yeah, tiny piece of fabric. Uh, and she, like, looks at it and then looks at Drew and is like, yeah, that's not exactly how I left it with him. Do you want it back or not? Um, not? It's, like, what am I going to do with that? There's still like three sequins on it. Yeah, I think I might just like get another one. Hmm. Eden's going to kind of shrug and um, she's got like one of those little like side like fanny pack uh, bags that like the clear ones that you can take to concerts and she's just going to put it in there and go back over to Drew. Swift is going to look at you like you are the weirdest person that she has ever met. <laughs> um, Don't forget, she has met Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think while this has been going on, uh, Drew's been talking to KT and us. So you're KT, right? That is correct. Uh, you know, you probably got about another 90 seconds before the Farsec Collections team uh, goes in for the giant uh, solar disperser array that I called in, if you want to, you know, hang on to it. 
I've been keeping my eye on them, and I am well on my way away. Cool. I thank you. I thank you for the thumbs up. (laughs) So are, are, are people kind of filtering back into the concert now? Yeah. Yeah, people people have realized that, you know, the young Vindicators have taken the threat away. Uh, and while they will not be getting the concert that they paid for, Anthem is, you know, uh, giving them an acoustic set, which is, you know, maybe even more special when you think about it. <laughs> I'm not sure Eden feels that way, but uh, <laughs> 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 she also wanted the experience she expected, but... She will take this. Um, she is going to look at Drew and say, you stick out more than KT. Oof. Take a powerful blow. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't go to concerts a whole lot. Hmm. Eden's gonna sort of reach into her little side pouch thing and say, here. And she's going to pull out, like, she has in there some extra, like, of the glitter that she has on her face. And I think she's going to sort of apply a little bit of it to Drew's cheeks so that he looks a little more festive. (laughs) And he's wearing, like, a black button-up shirt. Mm-hmm. Is it like all the way buttoned I, up? I, I, I was told that it was very dark blue. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, but um, yeah, it's like buttoned up. It's I, not like yeah. I think she'll maybe just kind of undo like the very top button, so it looks a little less formal. And right, then he looks a little more concert worthy in her opinion. I heard you gave pretty good uh, concert-going lessons. She kind of shrugs and just... I like live music. I guess it's kind of growing on me. I think Anthem's playing a song you know now. You've heard this one. (laughs) So, Katie, did you take the remnants of the classified strobe light? What? I mean, that's what Drew was telling you to do. I just need to know if you did it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Get I'm sure that won't have consequences. Head cannons, head cannon. <laughs> Starting to think that KT is actually like a magpie or like a a bowerbird, like taking all these little shiny things and making a little nest. I need I need something to work with alien tech. <laughs> I'm ecstatic to see how the strobe light gets recycled. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So w- I would love for you all to paint me a picture of what the final panel of the comic looks like as Anthem is uh, playing her acoustic set She's sitting on the edge of the stage. Everyone's kind of filtered back in. Everyone's kind of sitting like cross-legged on the ground. Um, kind of swaying along to the acoustic set. Um, 
people are looking a little bit frazzled. A uh, couple of people are uh, sort of, they look like their arms are still linked, even though they're not sort of thing. Like they're, they're sort of just like sitting quite close to each other. Um, there's, uh, I think maybe like a, a top down view where we see KT kind of flying towards us away. Um, holding this like beaten up blackened like classified strobe light that's like faintly glowing in an off-putting way <laughs> if KT thinks that's a good way to <laughs> exit the scene I mean KT feels fine <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer wouldn't add anything to that image no, I think that's perfect. Beautiful. Um, I hope sm- uh, smiling, maybe? Is KT smiling unsettlingly, maybe? <laughs> K is look- KT shall be looking straight into the uh, framed comic book panel with uh, just the slightest hints of smile at the corners <laughs> of their mouth. They're looking directly at you, Rita. <laughs> they are coming. <laughs> uh, Your awesome. On that will not be safe. <laughs> On that horrific note, how do we? How do? How do we? What's the final battle of Drew and Eden? <laughs> yeah, Drew's happy to kind of have someone to hang out with at the concert. Finally. Yeah, I imagine if people are kind of sitting now, like, on the lawn, then Eden will be sitting. I think she's kind of sitting with, like, I don't know, her, like, kind of resting her, or, yeah, like, with her legs around her, or her arms around her knees, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. probably pretty close to Drew, because it was crowded, you know? No other reason. Yeah. No other reason. Yeah, Drew's kind of sprawled out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Eden, back on small <laughs> Drew, I'm sprawled. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Leaning back on his arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, got a hint of a smile on his face. Like, he might actually be enjoying the concert a little bit. And I He's think... Just... Go ahead, Kaylee. No, no, I was just making a stupid comment. Being mean to Michael. You go. <laughs> You're going to make me miss the comment where you be mean to Michael? I was just saying, he's probably just smiling because he's looking at all this destruction he caused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Eden has been pretty wrapped up in the music because she loves Anthem. Um, But I think maybe during the middle of this uh, perhaps, like, very slow romantic song, she does kind of glance back at Drew. Um, Max approves. <laughs> good, good. 
That's all I see, because Max, Max's approval. Um, I think that Drew is going to uh, get influence over her again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the first time, I, I realize the readers have all known this for a year, but I think for the first time, <laughs> Eden is realizing that she has some romantic-type feelings for him. <laughs> yes. It's like a the the final panel is is Aiden glancing over at Drew and behind them is one of the like giant heart decorations and it's like right mm-hmm. in between their heads. <laughs> Cute. Wonderworld Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, a new generation by Brennan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Kaylee Newberry who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on her Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. Shrike is played by Michael Dunham, who can be found on his Twitter at Galvanic Man. Wonderworld Comics is produced by Michael Dunham, and it is edited by Michael Dunham and Kaylee Newberry. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.